It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day, free and available, everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for following. Thanks for hitting the thumbs up button. We appreciate all of those things very much, especially those of you that make us your first listen every day. James, today we are going to get into some very interesting MVP odds that came out last week that saw Justin Herbert surge ahead of the pack. And Joe Burrow's odds take a step back. We'll get there in a few minutes. But first, maybe the reason that Joe Burrow is falling back in the pack, and I say this firmly tongue-in-cheek, is that he takes too many sacks. And this has been a point of contention for some of the analytics crowd. We talked about it a little bit with Eric Eager last week. Some other PFF analysts have gone on record doing a bunch of sack analysis, attributing sacks as a QB stat, which, fair. There's certainly some blame to be put on the quarterback. But recently, Joe Burrow talked about his attitude towards sacks. Not all sacks are created equal. He's willing to take sacks on third down instead of just throwing the ball away when trying to extend the play and make something happen as long as it doesn't take his team out of field goal range. There's also a point of contention that he took the most first down sacks in the league. You could look further and say that PFF ascribed fault to Joe Burrow for sacks less often than many other quarterbacks in the NFL, for example. Mm -hmm. So a very intricate and interesting debate because further you can look and see that Joe Burrow evaded a ton of sacks. So it's a pretty complicated uh, discussion and complicated thing to criticize the Bengals quarterback for, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair to say, you know, in, you know, I honestly, I don't fault Joe Burrow really at all. And there are sacks. He took a sack in the Tennessee divisional round that knocked them out of field goal range. And it was like, man, that's a painful sack, Joe, that you took. But very rarely 
is that the case? And by the way, his offensive line got beat like a drum. Like I've seen a lot of young quarterbacks in that game specifically, but I've seen a lot of young quarterbacks get hit like Joe's gotten hit and not even gotten injured like he did as a rookie when he was getting hit entirely too much. And we had talked about it at the time. And then, you know, it was that one hit and suddenly he needs left knee reconstruction surgery. And we're questioning the future and the present and everything that comes along with, you know, Joe Burrow going down. And I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, they get gun shy and they see ghosts and it didn't take long for Andy Dalton to see that in the pocket and feel that in the pocket and start throwing the ball away in 2016 uh, earlier than he needed to and start moving in the pocket earlier than he needed to. And so to me, I think Burrow has navigated this part of it about as well as any quarterback, not just young quarterback, any quarterback can, because it's been such a thorn in the side and in, in not just the side, side of the head of the Bengals offense. I mean, it just has for years now and it's kind of gotten worse uh, you, you know, it got worse, I think, in 2019 or 2020, excuse me, Burrow's rookie year. I don't think it got much better last year, especially after Riley Reef went down. So that's the part of it where it's like, yeah, he does take sacks. But damn it, can you give him just an okay line? Because he's going to make that line look good better uh, th- than most quarterbacks would, period. And I think he's done that. And that's why they were able to make a run to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's why he was able to make that big throw against the Titans after really getting just beaten up and, and, and confused at times, which was part of it. And uh, and so I don't really worry about the sacks when it comes to Joe Burrow. And he is going to end up taking some, trying to extend plays and make plays. At the same time, he was playing with such a bad line or at least bad pieces of the line. Like I don't think Jonah Williams is a bad player, right? I don't think Quentin Spain is a bad player necessarily. But when you mix that with young guys on the right side in a center that could barely move for half the season last year, well, now you're looking at it and it's like, it's not a good group together. And so hopefully they can get to league average or better uh, this season when it comes to that. Because if so, I think Joe Burrow is going to you know, reach a whole nother level. And so it's not really a concern to me to answer that the, the question about Burrow itself. The fact that he's escaped these past two years and isn't gun shy and isn't throwing the ball into the fifth row anytime there's pressure on him. I would, I wouldn't be able to sit sit in that pocket after my knee had gotten shredded, and and still do. I there's no way, and and yet he was able to do that, uh, really without missing a beat last year. Yeah, really good mental fortitude, and and comfortability to continue to play quarterback and continue to hang in the pocket whenever he could. I think that I'm not fully dismissing it. I think it is something he can get better at. I think it's something he probably will get better at. I think that you make a great point that the offensive line probably more at fault than Joe Burrow for a lot of the sacks that he took. But some of it could be wide receivers running the wrong route too. Some of it could be Joe getting confused, making the wrong read, not starting on the right side of the field, trusting Jamar Chase too much. And none of these are things I'm really going to fault him for because he's generally so good at all of those things. He's generally so good pre-snap. Generally, him trusting Jamar Chase is a really good thing. Generally, he has shown the ability to escape sacks and to make plays after contact in the pocket, either scrambling or throwing, as he did escaping Chris Jones against the Chiefs, for one example. And so there's a lot of high-quality tape of Joe Burrow being evasive and elusive and making guys miss in the pocket. 
There's also some tape of him running into sacks and being uh, a little bit too late to get rid of the ball and taking some hits that he doesn't need to. So it is a mixed bag, and I do think it's something that he'll continue to get better at. Now, am I concerned? Do I think it's going to hold him back from being a next-level transcendent quarterback? Not really. So in that sense, I'm not concerned. But I do see it as an area where he can get better, and I think he will get better. And I think that, like you said, James, it's been accentuated by the offensive line woes because it's not just guys getting beat. It's it's communication issues. It's how quickly they're getting beat. It's how they're getting beat. It's getting beaten just the wrong way at just the wrong time sometimes. And at other times, it's getting beaten in such a way that Burrow has a hard time making guys miss. And so he's going to continue to support his offensive line and take responsibility because that's the kind of guy he is. And I'm sure he'll continue to work at it. But as we saw as the season went on, as he got healthier and he got more comfortable once again, with the strength of his knee, he was really elusive in the pocket, I thought, and magical at making some of those plays. The Jamar Chase touchdown uh, rolling right against, uh, the, I think, the 49ers, right? Where he throws it when Jamar's running yeah. left and Jamar yeah. has to put his foot in the ground and come back to the right side to catch the touchdown pass. Like These are things that happen when he extends plays, and you don't want to take that away from him. But as, as we're probably going to say for the early part of Joe Burrow's career, there's a continual fine line where you can probably avoid some hits without losing that part of your skill set. Sure. No, there, there's no doubt about that. And I, I think he's learning that part. I, I also think it, it makes it more difficult to learn that part when you know your offensive line is yeah. bad, right? When you know it's crumbling around you and you're going to have to make a play here. And, uh, and so that's the part like that, that I come back to. And I, I know it's an issue, it's just like such a low issue on the list of things the Bengals should be worried about, in my opinion, because one, you know how he is, who he is, all those things. You knew that the offensive line was bad regardless of who was at quarterback. But the other part of this, do you have any doubt he's going to get better? And I know you don't, but like that's the point is like he works his ass off. He's going to be fine in that realm, especially if this offensive line is what the Bengals are hoping it's going to be this season. It should be better, and we should see Burrow evade pressure more readily than he did in the past, too. And that's what's exciting, because we've been watching this team with a bad offensive line for years. And I know you said when we were talking to Mike last week, I'm sick of talking about the offensive line. My retort was, I want to talk about the offensive line glowingly. I want to say nice things about the offensive line. That's, That's what I want. Let's talk about how nice the pockets were for Joe Burrow, how big the cavernous holes were for Joe Mixon to run through. But yeah, but that, but uh, honestly, it, it won't be nearly as much of a topic if they're just good. Oh, I know. And in that it, that part, I, I'm looking forward to. Yes, but also we have control over how much we talk about the offensive line, and if we want to heap praise, and you bet we will be early in the season if they're playing well, especially early in the season when it's new and exciting. Uh, that'll be fun too. Coming up next, Justin Herbert vaults up to the top of the MVP odds according to BetOnline.net. And it's a bit curious. It's a bit mm-hmm. curious. We'll dive into MVP odds coming up next. Yeah, and I got to tell you about Bet Online because if you want to get good odds on Joe Burrow plus twelve hundred to be the twenty twenty two NFL MVP, um, you can do that right now at Bet Online, and it's a one stop shop. You know, and you, you could wager on Justin Herbert if you wanted to, if you wanted to. 
of course, it's a free country and, and bet online is free to sign up. So you might as well check them out right now for all the latest odds, news, and so much more. By the way, you can wager on the NBA finals, major league baseball, and anything and everything in between. So don't delay. Go there now. I've used them. Heck, I've made money on the NBA playoffs, and you can too right now at Bet Online. So go there now. Sign up for free on your PC, your mobile device. Check out everything, all the different wagers and prop bets they have in. Who knows? Maybe wager on the 2022 MVP right now at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. MVP odds are always <laughs> such a fun, contentious little topic. And Justin Herbert, as of May 25th, had the best odds mm-hmm. to win the MVP, as we've discussed, at 11-2, to 2, edging out Josh Allen, whose odds actually improved to 6-1, to 1, just behind Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes at nine to one. Joe Burrow's odds fell from ten to one to eleven to one. So the the odds makers are trying to attract bets, of course. But if you were to take these for their face value, they see Justin Herbert as essentially twice as likely. And I know the math isn't exactly right there for the sharp betters out there that want to correct me about what these odds imply as far as implied probability. But Burrow at eleven to one, Herbert at eleven to two. I mean, also Joe Burrow ahead of guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, and I guess those would be the the most notable guys he's ahead of behind Mm -hmm. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. I mean, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is how high Herbert is on this list ahead of guys like Allen and Mahomes, but also should Burrow really be this far behind that trio if if you Mm -hmm. even accept that they're ahead of him in the first place? And and I think you could say the same for Brady and Rodgers, but... Let's focus on on Burrow, right? Yeah, I think. Look, here's what annoys me about most valuable is a team like the Chargers, right, where they've added. And if you ask people in Los Angeles or Chargers fans or locked on Chargers, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, flawed roster the past couple of years. Now it's right. Now they've made the moves. They get J.C. Jackson. They get Khalil Mack. They get all these pieces. Now Herbert's going to thrive. Most valuable is who is the most valuable to their team. And so as the roster gets better, and you see where I'm going. So to me, the way I would rank this, I think Aaron Rodgers would have a chance to be the most valuable again because he just lost not the best receiver because that's Cooper Cup, but one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And so can he still be that valuable and still carry a team that to me, no longer an NFC 
a legitimate NFC Super Bowl contender. I don't know if that's a take, but I don't think the Packers are without Devontae Adams. I just don't. Um, so that would be one. Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. That's interesting. Um, so so that's how I kind of view it. So with with Joe Burrow, well, we know how valuable he is to the Bengals, right? It's very clear. All of the the flaws he's hidden throughout his two years in Cincinnati and how he's changed the, the franchise. I mean, you know, I could have made a good case for him last year. Now, the numbers weren't necessarily there compared to who ended up winning it and Aaron Rodgers, but damn, Joe Burrow is valuable to this team. So let's say the comeback player of the year leads the Bengals to 12 or 13 wins and throws for 5,000 yards and 40-plus touchdowns. And none of those things to me seem that like that outrageous. And so like the path for him to to win this, I think, is easier than than some of these other guys, in, including Herbert, where, yeah, I think he could put up big numbers. But are we sure this Chargers team is going to be as good as everyone said? Are we sure that? And so there's an odds makers part of this where they're trying to cash in because of all the the splashy moves yeah. the Chargers have made. I get that. Um at the same time, I think Burrow's a good bet. Um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers would be a good bet. You mentioned Lamar Jackson being low. That's a pretty good bet. One. Yeah. After because after they trade Hollywood Brown, like if if the Ravens are going to be good, guess what? Lamar Jackson's probably going to put up huge numbers. And so that's kind of how I I view MVP. I think I think Burrow's in that, even though his team added. Uh, but there are a lot of a lot of guys that have less around them, at least on paper, that uh, that are really intriguing. Rodgers. Lamar Jackson and, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, those are the three that stand out to me. Another crazy one is uh, Tua Tagovailoa going from two hundred to one on March thirteenth to thirty three to one on May twenty fifth. Jesus, I guess Tyree Kill is important, uh, but <laughs> it's interesting because I don't think the NFL sees MVP voting the way you do necessarily. I think some people do. But I think most MVP voters are essentially voting for which quarterback was the best this year. I know Cooper Cup had some votes last year. Last year, it was 78% of the votes to Aaron Rodgers, 20% of the votes to Tom Brady, 2% of the votes to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. But largely, I don't know how much the NFL considers how much a, a guy is elevating his, his team because Joe Burrow would have gotten votes. Sure. If that were the case, I know he's a second year player and they hold that against him too. And now as a third year player, perhaps that comes off a little bit, unless he was more dominant. Patrick Mahomes, I think, won an MVP and so did Lamar Jackson in his second year, from it's, what I recall. It's, so it's because people don't know what valuable means. And they, I, they I think so. The, they think I it's mean, like the, most outstanding quarterback award. Well, that, that's what it essentially is. Yes. And, but, but, you know, if it's most valuable quarterback, that still fits. But yeah, the valuable word is what gets really. Yeah messed up and caught and lost in the shuffle for sure and and when you focus on it that way Patrick Mahomes does stand out amongst these front runners as a guy who has lost some stuff I know he has an offensive line that's heavily invested in and I know they did some you know Juju Smith-Schuster etc did some work to try to fill in their wide receiver room but Tyreek Hill's a big deal man Uh, and and that's reflected in Tua Tungavailoa on the other end Justin Herbert to your point has a ton of talent around him. They they continue to bring an offensive lineman, defensive superstars, and J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, like you mentioned. They retain their wide receivers. They have a draft that most people liked, starting with Zion Johnson. Josh Allen, people are calling the Bills the best roster in football. And mm-hmm. I know Josh Allen is good, but if you're talking about valuable, 
Yep. Then you hold that against him a little bit, right? And I think you hold it against Burrow too because they've put incredible wide receiver weapons around him. They have a really good running back in Joe Mixon for him, and they've just invested in three offensive linemen. So it's no longer so dire that Burrow needs to elevate them so much. But you should, on the flip side of that, see Burrow elevate himself because those around him are at a higher skill level this year, at least on paper, and health assumed than they were last year. And so Mm -hmm. that will be the interesting bit. And the AFC being a gauntlet, also I think a factor here. How much does that weigh in for these four AFC quarterbacks ahead of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, the two highest NFC players on this list? So some interesting things to look at. And as you mentioned too, this is all just a sports book trying to attract bets. So yeah, there's always that to consider when we look at MVP odds. Yeah. It's uh, like with Burrow, he wouldn't be my favorite bet here because of some of the things you mentioned, because there's, there is talent around him, but I, it's going to be that happy medium, right? Where, cause, cause it isn't going to be voted just most valuable. It's going to be most valuable along with winning team that puts up huge numbers. And so like, if you told me Burrow throws for 45 touchdowns, that wouldn't be crazy to me. I think Joe Mixon had a ton of touchdowns last year. I think the Bengals were limited at times and inconsistent at times on what they could do in the passing game specifically. Uh, and so I think they should be more efficient. I would not be shocked at all if he throws for way more touchdowns and tops the 5,000 yard mark. So you can see the path to it. Um, and, and so that's where I'm at, but yeah, Herbert's going to be, yeah. it could certainly be in the mix, Josh, all these guys. Um, but yeah, I think Burrow probably a bit too low and sure, certainly shouldn't be way behind Justin Herbert. I think that's kind of wild. There's also probably some like Super Bowl hangover baked into this as that has been a historical trend and you see all this stuff about history. But if Joe Burrow's taught me anything is the trends don't necessarily apply to him the same way they apply to others. And Joe Burrow's taught me lots. That's just one of the lessons. The Bengals could use a little bit of help for Joe Burrow. And it's not necessarily a starter. We talked about how 22 of those starting positions are mostly accounted for, but Maybe they need a little bit of depth. We're going to talk about what the Bengals could do to shore up their depth heading into training camp coming up next. But first, a word from Rock Auto with everything going on right now, right? Summer's coming along and and heck, you might be planning vacations and well, you still got to get back and forth to work and pick up the kids and all of those things. And there's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation and rockauto.com can help you stay on the road for less. Get the same quality parts that you're going to get from the big box store or the car dealership, but you're not going to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on them. So whether you're someone like me who likes to replace his own cabin air filter, or if you're a a diehard mechanic, do it yourself, or that's going to replace a fuel pump, rockauto.com is going to have you covered for all the makes and models that you're looking for, whether it's a Mercedes Benz, a Toyota, a Daewoo, they got you covered at rockauto.com. They've been in the business for more than two decades. They're a family-owned company, and you should go there now, rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. When you look at depth on the 2022 Cincinnati Bengals roster, a few Mm -hmm. names stand out to me. Stanley Morgan Jr., Mike Thomas, Trent Taylor, Trenton Irwin, Javon Hiley, Puka Williams, Kwame Lasseter, Jack Sorensen. They become less familiar the longer I go. Kendrick Pryor. These are the wide receivers vying to back up the Bengals' tremendous starting three. Man, you didn't even know who Kendrick. You forgot about Kendrick Pryor. (laughs) I I forgot. I I never knew (laughs) Kendrick Pryor. Yeah. um, No, it's it's an issue, and and I think it's a pretty obvious issue at practice. You know, there's a clear pecking order, and it's even more obvious right now with T. Higgins not participating. The Bengals need an offensive someone who can contribute on offense consistently behind the big three. And that doesn't mean that they're going to need this, this person to do that all the time, but you need someone because right now, I mean, Stanley Morgan jr. Last week or two weeks ago, rather uh, last week, it was Mike Thomas who knows who it's going to be on Tuesday when I'm at practice. Um, but those were the guys that were filling in at that wide receiver four spot. And I'm not disrespecting them. I'm not saying they're bad players by any stretch, but when you want to be a team that's competing for championships and division crowns and AFC titles and making another run, you need to have firepower. You need to have weapons. And I like Hayden Hurst. I like Joe Mixon. I like Chris Evans. Samaji Piran made plays last year. All of these things. But you need one more receiver, one more piece. And, and I think that's a need, like a legitimate need that they hopefully look at as as something that they need to address. And I know people are excited about Kwame Laster and Javon Hiley and, and these some of these undrafted guys. And they may end up being good players for the Bengals. That isn't wide receiver for four in 2022. I, I hate to break it to you. It's just not. Yeah, and it stands out when they're in their starting, right? What if it was the the guy we've talked about a lot Whose name I'm getting his name? On. What Trent Taylor? No, the the wide receiver from the Texans. Uh, who, oh, Will Fuller. Will, no, Fuller. Will Fuller. Sorry, blanking. Oh, that that's the to me of the guys available. Will Fuller's the best there. You've talked and about he, him a lot. You've been on that it, train. It well, well, because like if, and I'm not saying he's Jamar T. He's not. But if you lost one of those guys for a couple games. Defenses still have to scheme for Will Fuller. Like, it's not like they can just be like, oh, <laughs> hey, Jack Sorensen, <laughs> who we don't even need to watch the film on this dude. We'll just guard him. No, no, no. Like, you, you're still going to have to pay attention to Will Fuller. He'll, he'll beat you over the top, and Joe Burrow is going to find him, and it's going to be six. And so that would be the one that I'd be trying to recruit hard. There, there's rumblings that the Browns could go after him, and there's a Deshaun Watson tie there as well. And I, I get that, and they have the need. But, you know, I mean, it, all, the only issue he's had, and it's a big issue, has been health. But he didn't play much last year, 60-something snaps. 
And so I think he's going to be cheap and he may want to come into a situation like this where he can show he can stay healthy, especially because he might be able to put up pretty big numbers as wide receiver four. Like, I don't think it's two touchdowns if he comes here. I think he may end up with six tutties. And even if all these wide receivers stay healthy and play all 17 games. It also relies on him staying healthy. And I think that's probably why his market is what it is or isn't. It would be fun, though. I think he would be probably the the most entertaining of the wide receiver four options and the one that has the most to offer if he does need to come off the bench. There are some other names that I think would be interesting as far as veteran options if they choose to go that route. T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, some of some of those I don't think they're in the Julio Jones or Odell Beckham Jr. running but those guys out there too and I, I know somebody in the mailbag asked about Antonio Brown last week and ugh, ugh. I mean we're not even close to talking about Antonio Brown so T- there T- are T.Y. Hilton T.Y. Hilton would be fun yeah there's some veteran wide receivers who are solid and then you can go further down the list for guys like Willie Sneed and uh, who, who did we talk about previously maybe he got signed keelan cole got signed because he would have he would have been um he would have been a good one but the the raiders signed him and traded uh brandon edwards yeah so the the options are dwindling a bit or brian edwards it's brian edwards sorry they traded brian edwards yep wow i missed that you really unplug during the offseason don't you i have unplugged a little bit lately that being said the point is there's some, some wide receivers out there that could potentially be serviceable full wide receiver for us. I will say this. I do know the Bengals liked Fuller in the draft, and I'm yeah. going to say one more. They liked T.Y. Hilton in the draft way back when. Now this is forever ago. Different but staff. They, they did. <laughs> yeah. Different. Duke was there. That, that's about it. Right? That might be it. Yeah, for T.Y. Hilton specifically, yeah. <laughs> maybe some of the scouts. Maybe, anyway, maybe. I think that you and I probably agree that that's a big one. I think that they could, I mean, we, we talked about this, uh, what, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. Now we did a free agent draft episode. So I, a lot of those players still available. We talked about some guys on the edge. Trey Flowers from Detroit was one that stood out to me. Justin Houston, uh, another edge guy. And, you know, maybe they kicked the, the tires again on Tack McKinley. I don't know, probably not, but there, there are some edge guys out there that could be interesting additions as well. And of course, maybe they decide they need to go get an interior offensive lineman. Those are the ones that I would have my eyes on if they do choose to bolster anywhere going into camp. But wide receiver, yeah, that's one that with T. Higgins' absence continues to stand out for a guy that mm-hmm. can contribute, as you said, on offense. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're still going daily here on Lockdown Bengals at this part of the offseason. The Bengals are open to the media for practice on Tuesday. And so we'll have some stuff to look forward to then. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening. Who day? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.